enter the creative world of Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge and advice from the industry's best. George is proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business, host Tim Barstas. Thanks for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast. I'm Tim Barstens, founder of Web and Mobile Development Team Fjorge. And today in our show, we will be talking with Ugo Perez about his storytelling agency, Local Boy Creative. Welcome to the show, Ugo. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad you could be here. Um, Ugo, can you tell us a little bit about your company? Sure. Um, Local Boy Creative is uh, a boutique agency that works with a handful of clients to help them refine and define their storytelling in the marketplace. And how do you do that? We, we work at what we um, have identified as um, the common thread. Every brand that's out there has a common thread that runs through it. It's the heart, it's the essence of who they are and what they are. And we start off by working with everyone to really bring that to the forefront and then honing and, and attaching everything that we create back to who they are, the essence of who they are. Got it. And how about a little bit about Ugo? Um, how, how did you get to where you are today? How did you come to found this agency? Let's see. Well, I've had the good fortune of having a career that spanned um, both um, the PR marketing sides of the world as well as the broadcasting journalism side of the world. Um, and having worked at both private and public um, in companies around the world, um, I started seeing this opportunity to work with um, mm -hmm more um, specific opportunities to really bring the storytelling to life. So about 10 years ago, um, I started you know, doing some um, independent consulting um, with folks um, as I kept meeting them along the way. And that led to founding my own consultancy, my, um, which is what Local Boy is. Um, and it was really all about um, having that um, really um, deep personal touch and focusing on one client in a really in-depth manner in a very specified um, focus area. So um, it wasn't about doing everything from a 360. It was about really getting to the heart of what that story is and bringing it to life. What is it about um, your work that, that gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you really excited about, really passionate about? You know, as a, as a creative um, and in the world that we're are with all the digital tools and opportunities that are out there, I just get really excited about making that light bulb go off on, on, over people's heads. Um, from both a brand side and a consumer side, uh, my, my biggest passion is just to make that connection happen, to really bring ideas to life. And so I get up often um, really early in the morning. Um, I just get snapped out of bed because I'm excited about the projects that I'm working on and the ideas that I'm bringing to life and the opportunity to just get people excited about um, things that are happening around them. Is it a specific idea that gets you out of bed or just ideas in general? It's ideas in general. Um, I, I um, often tell my friends I feel like I live my life with a, a movie soundtrack going on in the background. I, I hear the epic swells and the, you know, the, the hits of specific notes because um, I see the world, not through rose-colored glasses, but I see the world more like through um, storyboards. I can see the the arcs of parts of the story. And so I can see those, I wanna grab those, and I wanna bring them to the individuals to make those breakthroughs happen. And that excites me. And so I get up excited and passionate, not only about my projects, but I'm dreaming about other people's projects and other ideas. And there's so many mornings that I wake up thinking about, hey, what if this brand did this? Or what if this individual did that? Um, 
I just get excited about the idea of telling a great story and getting people excited. Um, so I know for me, if, if something comes really naturally, naturally to me, sometimes communicating it to other people I can find very challenging. I'm just curious if you see like the arc in a story um, so clearly, so easily, um, do, you, do you find it challenging to then take that and communicate the strength of that to a, a customer or a coworker? You know, I don't. And I think part of that is um, part of the DNA of who I am and, and my um, common thread. It's about having a vocabulary and understanding of how to connect at a personal level of, with individuals. Um, in today's marketplace, I think the consumer is, is yearning for brands, for ideas, for individuals that are selling or providing a service to connect with them as a human being. And I think part of what I do and what my um, personal skill set is, is around getting rid of all the mumbo jumbo, getting rid of all the jargon and really honing in on what's, what's the real essence and making it real personal and real natural. And in order to get to that point, what's happened is I feed my my spirit, my creative spirit at all times. I'm reading and watching and engaging and, and doing things. And I think having that um, um, vast array of stimulus coming into my creative spirit allows me to, to come back very simply, hone down an idea and present it. So you mentioned you've been uh, working independently about 10 years. Um, I'm curious, has there been a period of time where you, you had less work than you'd, you'd really like to have? Um, well, I, I don't know what you think about this, but I'm a big believer in the whole idea of the side hustle. So this whole um, consulting thing has been back and forth between a side hustle and a full-time engagement. And so, yeah, there have been times where my consulting work has been a little more um, less full than I'd like, but I've always had also another full-time job on the side because I just, um, um, maybe it's too much um, caffeine in my life or something, but I'm, I'm very overly stimulated about this whole um, spot that we work in or that I work in right now. And so I try to take on a lot of different ideas and projects. And so working a full-time job, working the side hustle, and then um, seesawing them back and forth depending on, on the workload has been very satisfying for me and very gratifying. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, my perspective on side hustle versus full-time engagement, um, you know, it it's funny. I think the grass is always greener. It's, it's <laughs> you know, stability is, is nice, um, but being able to de dedicate 100% of your energy towards something is also really nice. Um, there's well, definitely, you know, I, and I'll I tell can't you, this say is that why I take I, one over the other. Yeah, th this is why I like the idea of storytelling and the common thread, because I, I agree with you. There's something about the stability. But in the whole um, storytelling and, and developing of a common thread, it has kind of like a natural endpoint for that element of what we're doing. So I get to dive in and maybe spend, you know, anywhere from two days to three months really engaging and figuring that out. And then I can stop there and then we make a decision and say, do we want to now bring that to life or are we good and should I go on to another project? And that balance has been good for me as well. Right. I guess at the end of the day, the question is really, are you truly passionate about the work you're doing, not necessarily whether you're doing it for yourself or for other people? Absolutely. So, you know, you asked me what gets me up in the morning. I get excited about getting up because I enjoy doing the work. And that's why I've been fortunate enough to be selective um, to a certain extent. Um, everything that I've taken on, I believe in and I want to be a part of and I really want to get behind. So it gets me up because I, I love just doing the work. Sure. So tell us a story. What's the coolest thing you've, you've done in your career? 
Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I spent a, a lot of time working for a well-known um, candy company um, in the world, um, makers of some of the um, most uh, well-known chocolates, the kind that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've gotten the opportunity to go around the world with them and help tell their stories. And what, what got me really excited and what I thought was really cool was storytelling is the same anywhere you go. All of us as human beings relate to stories. We relate to the storytelling art. What's the problem? What's the solution? What are benefits? And so being able at one point um, during that time to spend time in Indonesia and be in the middle of jungle communities and figure out a way to tell the same story of the benefit and the value of this um, chocolate product that I was working on marketing at that point was really one of those um, cool moments where you stepped out of yourself and you're like, wow, I just told the story and convinced someone that this is good and helped them to understand why it's valuable without even knowing the language because stories are stories are stories and a good story will always break through and that was really cool. Got it. Um, I, you mentioned, Ugo, that uh, seeing a story arc comes very naturally to you. Um, I'm curious if you can describe what it looks like when it comes. Um, so specifically, is it a full story that comes to you or is it an idea that you can then build off of and turn it into a story? Um, I think it's the idea. Um, I mentioned that I like to put a lot of stimulus into my creative spirit. Um, I spend a lot of time just reading and engaging with a lot of different materials in all sorts of subject areas. Um, and I'm not doing this like um, because I want to go after a specific area to get more business in. I'm general, um, genuinely a very curious person. And so I like to always be reading and engaging and debating on a wide range of things. So then when it comes to a problem um, that I'm presented as um, from a business point of view, a client comes to me, it allows me to very clearly see, aha, here's what the big idea is, and now let's start breaking that apart. Um, I remember reading um, Malcolm Gladwell um, has a book called Blink. And in essence, very boiled down essence of what his idea is in Blink is that there are people that have the capacity to infuse their minds with a lot of different knowledge. And then when they're presented with an opportunity or a situation, at the blink of an eye, they can make the right decision. And it's not that they're super intelligent or smart, it's that they have the ability to retain all the stuff that they've been presented with and then formulate an instant idea. And I think that's what I'm able to do. I'm able to formulate an instant idea that then we can massage and hone down into what the actual campaign will be. Got it. Um, what advice would you give to our listeners about how to improve their storytelling? I would say um, you can improve your storytelling by really um, paying attention to um, the arcs of what people um, are used to. Um, what's the issue? What's the climax? What's the turning point? And what's the resolution? Really start thinking and kind of as, as a marketer, um, how do you build those three elements into anything you're bringing across? And then expose yourself to a lot of different storytelling techniques and strategies. Go to the movies, read magazines, read books, have discussions, go out to dinner, go to different places, sit in a corner and watch how people engage. Because when you start infusing yourself with all these different um, stimuli, all of a sudden when you're trying to tell your own story, you have a lot to draw from and a lot to be inspired from. It sounds like basically what you're describing is to take in our culture, but just take it in from a different lens, lens of what is the story that people are telling. Oh, I, that's, that's a great way of putting it. Um, 
our, our society around us is um, evolving and becoming more and more diverse. And there's a lot of culture from a lot of different ways, a lot of different angles to um, be exposed to. So the more that you can put yourself out there and soak it in, the more that's going to come out in how you tell a story and the more diverse and differentiated and interesting and engaging it'll be. Would you say that there are uh, many different types of good stories? Of, of course, yeah. I think um, one of my pet peeves with any of the teams that I've ever led as a creative have been when they've come back to me and said, um, let's use this approach that we used um, last year. Or, hey, we have these two approaches um, that we always use. Um, I remember I worked for a company where um, I knew it was time to leave when um, the managing director came to me and said, look, at our company, we have three approaches that we use for everything that we do in creative. That's all we want you to do. And I said, yeah, not a place for me because I believe that there's as many different approaches as there are um, rice kernels in a rice bowl, as there are snowflakes on a snowy day, as there are raindrops that are coming down. It depends on who you're marketing, what you're telling, what the channels are, and you can come up with so many different approaches to telling a story. As long as at the heart you remember what's the common thread that makes you who you are, what's the issue that you're dealing with, what's the turning point, what's the solution, and how are people then going to be able to engage and apply this into their lives. Sometimes I struggle, and I'm, I'm going to use movies as an example, but um, sometimes I struggle with stories where a lot of people are saying they love the story, but for me, it takes a long time to get into something that's engaging. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, if I feel like I'm investing more than I'm willing to invest in a movie um, to get to, to something that's engaging for me, should I, should I move on or should I keep sitting there and, and hoping it comes? Um, you know, well, now you're speaking movies, which is one of my particular um, um, love areas, of <laughs> things that I really enjoy. I, I think what you're experiencing is what many of us experience. It's you haven't been hooked yet. Yeah. And so as um, a movie maker, as a storyteller, as someone that's engaged there, I say the first 15, 20, 30 seconds, the first five minutes of a movie, you need to do something that gives someone a reason to say, I need to stick around because there's something that, of value coming up to me. And when you're experiencing that, I would say that's lazy storytelling that's happening in the movies. Sure. They haven't really thought through how to make that um, view or be really engaged. And I translate that over to marketing. It's the same thing. We, uh, we have to hook people. We have to give them a reason to want to stick around. And normally it's those first few moments of engagement. What can you give me that's going to make me feel like it's going to be worthwhile to be um, hanging out here with you? Right. And do you, know, do you personally know when you found that? Um, I, I know when there's something that's really good at the beginning. Often, you know, there's a little massaging that always has happened, which is fine. But you, you, you get that sense right away. You're like, yep, this is it. People are going to really turn their heads on that. And that's when it's really exciting. And, and frankly, um, it comes down to two things it, to know that you have it. Um, I, I boil it down to curiosity and value as the two key ingredients. You want to engage someone quickly through something that's going to be compelling, that compelling reason to stick around. And then you want to show them that there's a value for them sticking around. If I can define fairly quickly something that will... Um, stoke the curiosity and um, hint at the value, I know that I've got them hooked. What is an, can you give me a specific example of what a curiosity is and then what a value is? Maybe something in your work or something that you've seen recently? Sure. Curiosity would be something um, 
you know, some unexpected visual or sequence, um, something that really grabs attention right from the beginning. Um, I think of um, one of my favorite brand marketers right now is Apple. Um, they do such beautiful work. And when they released one of their phones about a year or two ago, there was a, an iconic commercial that they did that had all these balloons that were just floating through an, an urban downtown area. Um, and everything was kind of grayscale except for these balloons that were red. That was curiosity seeking because you're seeing these balloons floating and you're seeing the color and it just grabbed you. And it's funny because the motion of the balloons floating in the air also kind of led you mentally down the path they wanted you to go. They were walking you down that path. Um, so there was that curiosity that was built in right there. I'm curious if I want to break through as a marketer, what, what's a, what are some of the best ways to do that? Um, well, it's pretty broad question, but I would say um, what level of marketing, what kind of marketing, who are you trying to engage with? Um, is it agency work? Is it as a boutique? Is it as an in-house? There's so much marketing, but let me try to bring that to a, a much higher 10,000 foot level that'll cover it all. Marketing to me is the art of storytelling. Um, I have an idea, a product, a service, something that I want to get out and I need people to engage. So if I want to get involved in marketing, I got to know how to define what the opportunity is for those people that I'm going to market to and get them curious. So I would say to get started, really start learning how to um, condense and summarize what the opportunity is that you're offering. Um, how do you get whatever the issue is that's brought to you, whatever the opportunity, whatever the product, and how um, and learn to really tell what that is, what the value of, is of that or what it solves in 30 seconds or less. Of course, there's going to be a wide range of ways that you can apply and distill and expand what you're doing. But if you can't get to the heart of what it is that you're trying to bring across in a very succinct manner, then you still need some work to do as a marketer. So here's something interesting um, that might be relevant to our company. So we, um, I feel like, have you know, condensed our marketing, both our marketing strategy and our message. Um, and when we revisit it, because it's condensed, a lot of times we look and we say, okay, yep, it's still the message, but we don't necessarily expand it back out and then bring it back down to something. Mm. Is, there, is there a really solid way to do that when, you know, I expect that our message should change over time, but it feels like because it's condensed, we're not necessarily looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, uh, um, you bring up a couple different things there that are interesting. I, I would say, again, remember what I mentioned um, earlier about the common thread. The common thread never changes. You are who you are at all times. The approach um, to telling what your story is changes. The vehicles that you use to tell your story changes. Um, what you emphasize changes, but who you are doesn't change. What your product is doesn't change. If I'm selling a widget, the widget is always going to be a widget, but I, I have a lot of different ways to tell it. So companies like yours, I would say the challenge is that they lose sight of that. And so instead of um, expanding or refining the approaches, the storytelling methods, the channels, the emphasis, they keep reinventing what it is that they are. And so that gets you off track. So that's why it's really, really important to know who you are, what you deliver, what you offer, and be really clear in that. And everyone on your team needs to do that. Um, I remember working with a very large telecom company, top four in the, in the world, um, and we were doing a common thread session. I brought in the top 15 stakeholders at the company, including the CEO, and we started by asking everyone in the room on a cue card, tell us what the company delivers. And can you believe me that out of 15 people, 
I had 14 different answers. Right. And then the CEO got up and his answer kind of was totally different than everyone else. We had a lot of work to do because they were all trying to go down the path of we should do these kind of commercials and we should sell these kinds of things and we should do this. But none of them were aligned as to who they were and what they were offering. Totally. Um, I want to cover a couple stories from Ugo's blog. Uh, the first one titled Between Warhol and Worthy. I'm curious if you can uh, give us a summary, Ugo. Sure. So when I worked in the um, with some other bigger agencies, one of the biggest challenges that we were having is that I had creatives that worked on my team that were so passionate about their art that they wanted to really put a lot of time and effort into every single nuance. And then we had clients that had finite budgets and defined timelines that wanted something great, but didn't want to have to go through the through the heartache of prying that away from an artist that was creating for them. So I defined or I developed this idea of between Warhol and Worthy uh, as a training mechanism for my teams to help them really understand how to decide how much effort to put in. And in essence, what it says is this, everything that we do as marketers, as creatives, as artists, should be at the top of our abilities and great because we believe in our own talent. We do this because we love what we do, but we need to determine um, how to ratchet it down and be okay with after two rounds, I'm gonna give it to you and I'm gonna be okay with that. I don't need to define that. And so what we did for our teams is throughout the year that they were working with us, every once in a while, every two months, every six months, every once a year maybe, we defined one project where we said, you know what, this is the one that you can go to town. That's your Warhol. Go away in a corner, do whatever you think you need to do. Make this the, the thing that you're gonna go home and cry when your mom looks at this. Everything else, I needed to be um, defined based on these criteria that I give you, timeliness, budget, approaches, whatever, and I need it to be great, but I don't need you to put you know, six months worth of work into it. I need it done within deadline. And having that mindset um, definition um, explained really helped my teams to deliver quickly, effectively, and with something that they were proud of, but without you know, making them feel horrible that it wasn't at the, to the full extent of what they know that they were capable of. Got it. Interesting. Um, our second story, squad goals, lessons learned on collaboration. So the article outlines some attributes for successful teams, uh, trust, conflict resolution, transparency, ambiguity and change, communication and recognition. Uh, I'm curious if you've seen one of these kind of be the most important or um, if you have a favorite within the list. Um, you know, all of them have really strong um, value, but I put trust at the top of that list because particularly in today's day and age where so many people have access to so many tools that makes them feel as if they can contribute at any um, level. I think the most successful teams are the ones that learn to trust each other and realize, even though I have an idea, I need to lean on this guy next to me who's the expert there, and I'm gonna trust that they're gonna contribute what's gonna make it good um, work out for the, for the overall team. Um, I think um, collaboration is an art that is not stressed enough in the business place. We've been um, ingrained in this mindset that I have to win for me. And so it makes a challenge in terms of having people that are um, excited about working together and delivering great products and, and delivering within the expertise of what they have. So trust, having each other's back, making um, sure that it's about the team win and not the individual spotlight. What do you do to create trust on a team? Um, you spend a lot of time in team building. Um, we need to spend time when it's not under the pressure and the spotlight and the timelines to just get to know each other and, and really be able to value what it is that everyone contributes. And then making sure that when the wins happen, um, in order to create that trust that we 
we share the wealth of the celebration and not just highlight one or two people. Everyone was a part of it. We all like each other because we spend time together um, so we can all um, dive deeper into that trust factor with each other. Perfect. Thank you. So uh, we are out of time. So that's it for today on Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Uh, you can visit Ugo's company at localboyproductions.com or follow him on, on Instagram at, at newsdude. That's N-E-W-Z dude. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of the program by going to fjordsdigital.com slash mindyourownmarketingbusiness or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.